Be delighted this holiday season at Ice and Lights, the winter village at Cameron Run. Just minutes from Old Town Alexandria. Stroll through the park and enjoy winter photo ops, light displays, hot chocolate, and a warm treat. The winter village offers playtime for the entire family. Extend the magic of the holidays by visiting early, starting November 17th. Get your tickets now at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, let's get into today's life-giving message. Blessed, because this life-giving message I'm about to hear would change what I do. In Jesus' name, amen. I changed it up on you. (laughs) Father, do what you do when you do how you do when you do it, because you do it so well. And for this, we say thank you. In Jesus' name. Somebody say, I'm ready to receive. You can grab a seat. Listen, welcome to the year 2021. I'll say it again in case you don't know. You made it through the roughest year in the last hundred years of world history. What does that mean? You a history maker. What does that mean? You a line crosser? You a boundary breaker? You a curse breaker? Somebody holler, I made it through the worst. And I'm ready for God's best. If you don't take a look at what he's brought you through, you'll have no appreciation for where you're at. For a moment, just remember when you were suicidal. You're not there no more. For a moment, remember when you were depressed. You're not there anymore. For a moment, remember when you felt like giving up. You're not there anymore. For a moment, remember when you thought your life was over, but you found out it was just... But you're not there anymore. For a moment, remember when you felt like 2020 was going to take you out of here, but you're not there anymore. For a moment, just think of the goodness of Jesus and somebody say, I made it because of God. This is the year we are going to set it off. And to set it off means to start a journey. Say, start a journey. There's some things in this next 12 months you're about to start. God got you ready in 2020. This is why you had so much time alone. This is why you had so much time to think. This is why you had so much time to prepare. I pray you did not waste your preparation because what you have prepared for, you're about to start. I need some faith in this room because you thought, oh, my God, I'm just spinning my wheels. I'm going in circles. You were not going in circles. You were getting ready. You were not spinning your wheels. You were getting ready. Matter of fact, you didn't waste one moment. You were being prepared because in 2020, baby, you were about to set it off. 
Then it means to cause someone to start doing something. To cause someone to start doing something. And what have I said to you? I said to you on New Year's Eve that Abraham, as he was walking up the mountain, every time he took a step, there was a ram that was taking a step on the other side. See, God tells him, Abraham, I want you to sacrifice the son you prayed for, and I promise you I want you to sacrifice him. But now listen, I just need you to obey me. In other words, God says, it's going to be painful to do, but I need to know you're willing to do it. It's going to hurt like hell to do it, but I need to know you're willing to do it. I'm not cussing. That's a Greek word, Gehenna, which means hot trash. It's going to make you feel nauseous, but I need you to be able to do it because I need to know I have all of you. Because, listen, I paid the price for you, and in your next 12, I don't have any time for holdout in you. I need to know I've got you from your head to your toe. I need to know that every fiber of your being I have got. For you, I live, and for you, not I die, but for you, I live. Come on. He has come that we might have life and have life more abundantly. Baby, if you still got a pulse, God still has a plan. I need you to pack your bags. Watch me. Because you're about to step into the best 12 months of your life. You shall live and not die. As Abraham's walking up the mountain to obey, on the other side of the mountain, there is a ram that's coming up. Abraham thought he was going to have to sacrifice his son. But God just wanted to know that he had all of Abraham. So as Abraham took a step, the ram took a step. Let me see if I can say it another way. As you step, God's making something step towards you. As you obey, something's moving towards you. Let me see if I can say it another way. I know you don't have the money for the business now, but I need you to file the paperwork. Because when you file the paperwork, God's going to send somebody to be a benefactor that's going to step towards you. I know you don't have the credit right now, but go on and call the mortgage broker to find out what you got to do. Take a... I wish you were sitting next to somebody that was willing to step out on faith. You have played it safe long enough. You have played it in the boat long enough. But this here year, this is the year you set it off. Start a journey. Start a journey. Cause someone to start doing something. So as I take a step, something's moving toward me. And everybody listen. You, listen, you're not going to see it until you step. Here's how most of us like to live. See, if you grew up in church, here's what you were taught, and it's false. It's not Bible. The opposite of faith is fear. That's what you were taught. That's not Bible. Nowhere in the Bible. The opposite of faith is not fear. It's certainty. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but the opposite of faith is not fear. It is certainty because faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, which means the opposite of something I'm hoping for and something I've not seen is something that I have and something that I see. Certainty. So for many of you, you need to walk by faith, which means this, which means, God, I am not certain, but I trust you. I don't know how this is going to work out, but I trust you. Matter of fact, it's looking a little shaky right now, but I trust you. I don't know how you're going to do it, but I trust you. I wish you would sit there quiet, open your mouth and say, God, I trust you. As I step, he steps. As I step, he steps. As I step, he steps. Stay with me, please. As I move, he moves. As I move, he moves. He ain't moving till I move. And for some of you say, God, do it. God says, I'm not doing nothing until you do something. If you want to see me, you better set it off. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. If you want to see me, you better set it off. And I need you to know you sit next to somebody that's about to set it off like they have never, ever done before. They're about to be glad they didn't give up last year. You're about to be glad you didn't throw in the towel. Open your mouth, say, watch me set it off. Say, set it off on the right. Set it off on the left. Set it off. 
Here's the next definition to set it off. It could cause a series of things to occur. Here's what it really means to set it off. One thing can change everything. 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 Let me prove it. All I did was flip a switch. And you went from hearing me to hearing nothing. One thing can change everything. See, in 2020, 2020 tried to put a man. But in 2021, baby, you are about to let everything not have breath, brains, deep, stop, stop. You tried to muzzle me. You tried to shut me up. You tried to shut me down. But since I still got breath in my body, watch me praise him. One thing changes everything. One little thing, that little thing right here that shut my mic off is the smallest piece of this mic. One little thing changes everything. Big doors swing on small hinges. There's going to be some small changes you make that are going to change everything in your life. One of the first changes you made for some of you, this is your first Sunday in church in years. This is your first Sunday in church for some of y'all ever. This one little thing is about to change everything. Somebody say, I'm setting it off. So on New Year's Eve, from Ezekiel, we learn to set it off spiritually first. So no matter what the situation is, you're good. See, this year, your spirituality is going to determine the level of your success. Success means achieving your, your stated goal. Your success is going to be determined by your spirituality. Bishop, how do you know that? The Bible says, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. In other words, another version says this, you will succeed because of his spirit, not because of your strength. For some of you, that's why you feel weak in certain areas, because God says, you're going to have to lean on me. Old school church said, we've come this far by faith. In other words, God says, there's going to be some areas you feel like a straight up punk, meaning you can't got no strength. You don't have any energy. You don't even have fight left. And God says, in that area, that's the area that I'm coming, and you're going to lean on me. And when you lean on me, you're going to watch me lean toward you. When you lean on me, you're going to watch favor lean toward you. So... If I'm spiritual first, many people try to be great businessmen, great husbands, great wives, great fathers, great this, that, and the other. Before you are great Christian first and you're reversing the order, your spirituality will determine the level of your success. Because while other people are taunting, uh, other people are touting rather their record and touting their education, you're going to be able to say, that's great. I don't have none of that. But let me tell you what I do have. I got a God that if God be for me, who would dare be against me? That's why some of you, you're about to be over people with more degrees than you. Play with me if you want to. That's why some of you, you're about to be put in positions of authority with people with less education, with less money, with less experience. Why? I'm spiritual, baby. You don't know, man. And when people call you crazy because you shout, you're going to say, but that's why I got fruit. When people call you crazy because you're in church clapping, but that's why I got fruit. And I refuse to fight with a fruitless person. I refuse to sit here and deal with somebody that ain't got nothing to show for their lives. You can talk about my praise, but watch my possession. You can talk about my shout, but watch me walk in it. And since I didn't come to praise you, I could care less. What you think about how loud I am, right? They tried to shut Bartimaeus up, but he was blind. And he said, this is my one shot. 
Everybody listen to me in this building and online. For many of you, this is your one shot. 2021, shut up. This is your one shot. This is your one shot. This is your one shot. Bartimaeus said, Jesus walking by, and if I don't get his attention today, I may never have this moment again. And for some of you, on three, I just need you to get his attention. If you don't want to, don't. But if you want to, on three, I need you to act like Bartimaeus. They said, shut up, he got louder. One, two, three. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Be seated. Be seated. My spirituality is going to determine my success. So no matter what the situation is, I'm good. See, when things are good here, it doesn't really bother me if you have a problem with me. Because your opinion is your problem. It's not my problem. And for some of you, what God used 2020 was to get you off of the addiction. Because you were addicted to the applause of people. You were addicted to the opinion of people. You were addicted to what they wrote on your Facebook page. Y'all ain't going to talk. You were addicted to whether or not you had 500 likes or not. You better learn how to like yourself. You better learn how to celebrate yourself. If ain't nobody else going to clap for you. Clap for myself. Hey! So look, no matter what it is, I'm good. So 1 Corinthians 14, 12, since you're eager for manifestations of the spirit, he says, since y'all want to be spiritual, here's how you excel at it. Build a church. He says, spirituality is not just, well, I worship more. That's, not, that's good, but that's not it. Well, I pray more. That's good, but that's not it. I give more. That's good, but that's not it. He says, the way to excel spiritually so if my success is determined by my spirituality, I will excel in success if I excel in spirituality. And to excel in spirituality, what does the verse say? Build a church. Somebody say, I'm a builder for God, not just a believer in God. So there's five ways we do it. Please listen, because this year, let me pastor you today. Today is a very strong message. So if you offend easily, I invite you now to keep watching. Because it ain't going to change his plan for your life. So you might as well take the medicine today so that you grew it for the rest of the year. Let me see if I can say it another way. This is your vaccination for 2021 in the spirit. Ah, and you might as well take it today so you ain't worried about what comes your way in the spirit. Your time. Here's what that means. Faithful church attendance. Come on. I need you not this year. I need you not this year to play with your church attendance. I need you to be faithful to it. If you're in Denver, get in the building. Atlanta, we're going to be there soon. I need you to be in the building. I need you to build your life around being faithful to church, not treat church as a hobby. Why? Because the message you miss will be the one you needed. And you're going to move so fast this year, you don't have time to just get it on the replay. You're going to need it in the moment. Because for some of y'all, when you walk out of church today, I prophesy to everybody in here. When you walk out of church today, you're about to see him show his glory by the time you walk out this by the time you walk out this building, somebody say, I'm going to see you today. Number two, your talent, serving in church. Listen, you have gifts, talents, skill, ability. That God says, use them for my glory. Everybody else gets your gifts, talents, skills, and ability. Home Depot get it, Kaiser get it, Centura get it, uh, uh, Wells Fargo get it, U.S. Bank get it, Chase get it, the government get it, everybody else gets it. And God says, but the one who gave it to you, you're slack at giving it back. 
Some of you, you don't, you don't have an issue being a financial giver. You just don't give of yourself. Uh-oh, I just heard this. Because some of you, you learn to replace money with you. So you give people stuff instead of spend time with them. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. You give things rather than you because I'm comfortable giving you something. I just don't trust you to give you myself. And this year, God says, I need all of you. Lift your hands and say, Lord, you get all of me. Time, talent, here it is, thirst. That's your prayer, praise, and worship. Everybody listen to me. When I come out that door, I need you on your feet, and we're going in. You understand me? All right, we're not doing all of this boil the water. This water got to be hot when we step in here. So when you walk in here, I just put your little purse down, put your backpack down, put your snacks down, put your vittles down, and be like, look, I'm ready to go. Because come 11.15, 1.15 on the East Coast. Come 9.15, 11.15 on the East Coast. Come that time, I'm ready to go in. Why? I don't have any time to waste this year. So I don't need a cheerleading squad to cheer me up. The moment church starts, up. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. So don't come in here with all that low, low, I'm not finna, I'm not finna heat you up. I need you to come in here hot. <laughs> Somebody say, I'm hot. Come on. Somebody say, I'm on fire. Jeremiah felt like giving up, but because he kept it hot, when he felt like giving up, he said, it's just like fire that's shut up on the inside of my bones. This can't be a year where you miss prayer. This has to be a year where you prioritize prayer. We've been praying at the same time for at least the last 12 months. I think it's been longer than that. We're going to be doing it tomorrow, too. We don't miss for Memorial Day, Labor Day, or any other holidays. Why? Because just because it's a holiday doesn't mean we take a day off. Holiday comes from the word holy day. Holy means distinct. He is holy. He is distinct. So every holiday is only pointing me back to my holy God. Uh-huh. My time, my talent, my thirst. Here it is, my treasure. Don't play with your money this year. Do not fight with God over no money this year. Faithful tithing, that's the first 10% off the top. That's the gross. Uncle Sam takes his, and I'm trying to figure out who Uncle Sam is. I don't have no uncle named Sam. We ain't family because he wouldn't be taking it off the top if we was family. Uncle Sam takes his off the top. Listen, this is not a year where you need to fight with God over money. What you release, God says, as quick as you release it, you go. Your increase is in your. And that's why there's so many praise reports from harvesters of finance. Why? Because I have taught us to be a faithful giving people. And faithful givers always flourish. Even when it feels like we're not, all you got to do is check the record. And the record will reflect that you are flourishing. I heard a testimony from a harvester that said, Bishop, I exceeded an additional six figures. Stop. An additional six figures. Stop. An additional six figures than what I made last year. Faithful givers and not for you, but for him. We're blessed to be a blessing. Faithful tithing, that belongs to God. And giving, that's what you give above. That's what you give above. Don't fight with God over no money. Don't you fight with God over no $500 when you're about to have seven figures. Don't you fight with God over no $1,000 offering. Don't you fight, whatever it is for you, don't you fight with God over no money. If you study this Bible, he said, if you release it, I promise you I'm about to release something. And guess what? My hand is bigger than yours. If you release what's in your hand, God's going to release what's in his hand. Somebody say, I'm a faithful giver, and that's why I flourish. Here's the last thing, your testimony, inviting others. This is not a year where you can walk past people and not invite them to church. 
See, these five T's, if you study the whole Bible, everything that's important to God boils down to these five T's. This is a year where everybody you see is a target. Tall, short, white, black, Hispanic, Asian, curly hair, stobart hair, pressed hair, pressing curl, just for me, relaxer, straight comb, hot iron. Them pink rollers, barrettes, whatever. Ball headed, no hair. <laughs> Everybody is a target to invite. Everybody listen to me. Everybody is included. Hear me, church people. Do we will, let me tell you how we do it here. You can do what you want out there. Let me tell you how we do it here. Everybody is included. Nobody is excluded. Because you don't like what you think God don't like about them. It's God's job to change folk, not you. Y'all ain't going to say nothing right there. It is God's job. Your only job is to invite them, but let the Lord change them. Because guess what, boo? You and your own process, too. Guess what, sir? You and your own process, too. And you may not be where you want to be, but you can thank God that you're not where you used to be. So don't, don't discriminate against somebody because you look at them and decide that they shouldn't be invited. Don't, don't look at them and say, well, well you know, they, they look like this. They got this. So they, mm -mm -mm. Somebody say, everybody is invited to the party. Say, and God will change, but I have to invite. So look, so look, so look. Ezekiel sets it off spiritually first. And check this out. Then he set it off in his situation. And his situation is a valley of dry bones. Now listen, check this out. Say a valley of dry bones. Now, now check this out. God puts him in a valley of dry bones for this reason, today's message, because he's favored for his glory. Say, I'm favored for God's glory. Now that's important to understand, because your favor isn't for you. Your favor is to show him. And if you're a narcissist, you're going to struggle with this. Because this is bigger than you. This is bigger than you having a fan club. This is bigger than you having a clubhouse. Y'all like to This is bigger than you. Somebody say, I'm favored for his glory. So, so, so look at this. In Psalm 5 and 12, you can see this. In Psalm 5, 12, English Standard Version, it says, you bless the righteous. Let me have that, please. You bless the righteous. Somebody say righteous. Uh, uh, righteous there means faithful. Faithful, watch me. God's not asking you to be perfect. God is saying to you to be faithful. What does that mean? I may make mistakes, but what you won't see me do is be absent. I might screw up sometimes, but what you're not going to see me do is give up. Y'all ain't going to talk. I might mess it up a few times, but what you're not going to see me do is not be counted. Because God is looking for some people in 2021 he can count on. And how can he count on me? You can be counted. Open your mouth and say, I'm faithful. It says, oh, Lord, you cover him with favor as a shield. Shut up. You cover the, favor, the faithful with favor, and that favor is like a shield. So here's what that means, a shield of grace. What is a shield of grace? That means that anytime people are shooting their arrows at you, grace is when God gives you something good you don't deserve. Mercy is when God blocks something negative you do deserve. This is a shield of grace, not of mercy. Why is that important to understand? Because the shield itself is an act of mercy. See, when they tried to take you out, he said, the shield by itself is mercy. Because I'm going to let them form the weapon and then watch the weapon drop in front of you. 
That's why some of you, I need you to not trip by what's coming against you because it was formed, but somebody say, it's not going to prosper. You bless the righteous. That means the faithful. Here it is, with a favor as a shield. Say, it's a shield of grace. Which means God says, while they're trying to drag your name through the gutter, I'm going to give you grace. While they are trying to start mess with you, I'm going to give you grace. Which means I'm going to give you something good you do not deserve. Not because you're perfect, but because you're faithful. And I need everybody in this building and everybody online to lift your hands and say, I am faithful. Come on. Come on. Say, I am faithful. So look. You bless the righteous, O Lord. You cover him with favor as with a shield, a shield of grace. But then look at this, exerting his influence on souls to lean toward you. Here's favor. Favor God is when God says, I'm going to exert my influence. What does that mean? I'm going to, because see, I run everything. Which means I can make anybody do anything that I want to, when I want to, how I want to do it. Now, in the earth, I give you all authority. So don't blame me for what's going wrong in your life because you have authority. But I reserve what's called executive privilege. Executive privilege means because I'm in charge, I can, I can step in and change the rules when I want to. You'll get it in a minute. In other words, the rule says this, but I'm going to exert my influence on somebody's soul. What's a soul? Their mind, their thoughts, their will, their emotions, which means I'm going to put your name on their mind. I'm going to put your name in their thoughts. I'm going to make their will bend toward you, which means they don't do it for anybody else. But when they see your name, something's going to make them say, I, I need you to open your mouth and say, he's leaning in my direction. What does that mean? They said, listen, we're not hiring anymore, but for you, we're going to create a position for you. We're not supposed to mark this debt as paid, but for you, we're going to mark it paid. Somebody over here, you got a student loan that's going to be paid off by the end of March. Where are you at? Oh, God, I feel free this morning. I feel free this morning. I need everybody to say, he's leaning in my direction. He's exerting his influence on somebody's mind, on somebody's thoughts, on somebody's will which means he's going to will them to you. Let me see if I can say it another way. When a person passes away, they have a last will and testament. This means this is what I will to go to this individual. In other words, people that have possession, listen to me, because you're favored, you keep thinking you need the money. You don't need the money, you need the favor. Because favor is better than money. Money can buy you a doctor, but favor will get you help. Money can buy you a lawyer, but favor will get you just. Which means God says, you want to know what I'm about to do for you when you stay faithful? What I'm going to do for you is I'm going to will people toward you. Which means they are literally going to sit up and stuff they should get to their kids, they're going to give it to you. Stuff that they should give to somebody else, they're going to give it to you. Things that they should have given to somebody in their house, they're going to send it to your house. And their emotions. Check this out. God says, when people trying to have a little stink attitude with you, See, listen, I learned something. I learned, see, sometimes you're too ticklish. You're like a tickle me Elmo. Now, come here, you're going to tickle yourself. I ain't going to tickle you. Tickle yourself. And I guess it don't really work. Where's your wife? Come here. Come tickling. Now, don't y'all be going too far in my church. Come on. All right, all right, all right. Tickle it. You're already laughing. How y'all? Oh, you know I, I, I love you. No 
matter what you do. I love you. Oh, you left me out. Okay. Okay, tick, tick. How are you laughing before you get touched? That's how some of y'all are. When it look like people trying to start with you, you ticklish. What does ticklish mean? People tickle you to get a response. People tickle you to get a response. And some people act funky with you, and they get their little attitudes with you to get a response. And I need you to... Yeah, you ain't tickling me in 2021. You're not getting a response out of me. You're not getting a rise out of me. You, I, you know what? Last year, I would have cussed you smooth out. But this year... Why? He's going to turn their emotions toward me. Which means even when you want to have an attitude, he's going to make you do right by me. Yeah. Thank y'all. No more tickling. This church. I'm just joking. Somebody say, I won't be ticklish in 2021. Say, he's going to make their emotions favor me. See, there's somebody, if I listen, please listen to me. Please, y'all free me. I'm free. Look, I'm good. I ain't been able to preach for real, for real in a long time. If I listen, if I listen, there, there's some people right now that are in positions of authority over you. And the truth is that they have an issue with you. Now, for some of this, for some of this is you. But for some of y'all, it's them. And in 2021, God says, I need you to do nothing but remain faithful. Every time they try to tickle, I need you to just put your shields up. Every time they try to write a little nasty, passive-aggressive punk message on your social media, oh, punk, if you're so grown, say it to my face, punk. Excuse me, Doug Bishop coming out. Excuse me. You just put your shields up. And God says, I'm going to make their emotions turn toward you. Don't clap back. Matter of fact, don't even read it. How many be honest? How many be honest? I read your praise, uh, your prayer requests. You say, Bishop, why are you preaching about that? Because I read what you pray for. I, I read them and pray over those prayer requests. And a lot of y'all, can I be honest with you? You spend too much of your time getting tickled. And when you tickle, you start rolling on the floor. No, 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 no. Come here, baby. Come here, come here. Come on, come on. When you tickle us, oh, you're going to mess your good black outfit up. That's all right. God has needed you. The Lord has needed you. Come on, come on, come on. When you tickle us, you start rolling to try to avoid the tickle. And what happens is you're going to roll and hit something. So you're going to waste your time when you need to be focused on going forth. So this year, God says, I'm going to give you favor that's going to pull you up out of your role. What does that mean? You ain't going to be in the same emotional cycles this year. You better get up. Why? You got favor like a shield. You better get up. Stop getting pulled in your emotions. Stop getting... Somebody holler, shields! Thank you. Listen, here it is. Favor is what only he can do for you, through you. Favor is what only he can do for you, through you. It's not favor if you can do it. Favor is what only he can do for you, through you. So can I show you Ezekiel? Because we looked at Ezekiel on New Year's Eve. And for many of you, this is where you're at. For some of you, quite literally. Because Denver, for those of you in Denver, listen to me. Let me be prophetic for a moment. Denver literally means valley that was once green. That's why we have a community called Green Valley Ranch. Denver literally means a valley that was once green. 
Aurora means something like a phenomenon. Which means God says, I'm about to do something phenomenal right in the midst of your problem. I'm a, that's why harvest had to start in a valley. Because, baby, we're about to march up out of this valley like a massive army. I need you to lift up your hands and lift up your voice and say, I'm coming out. Where you are, I need you to, please listen to me. I need you to check the definition of where you are, the city you're in, the street you live on, where you work, what your first, middle, and last name means. Bishop, why do you need all that? Because you think that's just words. It's prophecies. It's prophecy. See, my name, listen, this is what my name, my first, middle, and last name, it means, this is what it means. Don't start with me, this is what it means. My mama knew what she was doing. My, fir my, my first, middle, and last name means a handsome overseer that's close to God. Ain't God true? <laughs> that's just what my name is. That's what it means. That's what it literally means. Take this out. Which means every time somebody says my name, they are reminding heaven that I'm supposed to be an overseer that's... So it ain't no secret why I'm the people's bishop because every time somebody said foreman, they were prophesying. And for every one of you, your name means something. Where you live means something. Where you stay means something. It's not by accident. Somebody holler, it's prophetic. So look. Ezekiel, Ezekiel, won't he do it? Listen, this is what it means. God is good. Interestingly enough, St. Kevin of Ireland, he had an interesting history because he brought what they call a spiritual renewal to the nation of Ireland. In other words, he was known for transforming a whole nation. You ain't got to say nothing because this is my prophecy. But let me tell you what we're about to do in 2021. God set us in a valley called Denver because there's a nation that's about to hear from us. There's a nation about to hear. Ooh, I don't like that response right there. I just need to know who's with me. If you're coming with me, can you give God a praise right? Hey, hallelujah. Somebody say, I'm ready. Say, Bishop's ready. Say, let's go. So look, he's a saint. <laughs> okay, you catch you later. Catch you later. So here it is, Ezekiel. Ezekiel, God places him in a valley, and I showed you that on New Year's Eve. He places him in a valley. That was once green. How do you know it was once green? Because there's a valley of dry bones. And the Bible says that the bones are very dry. Which means there's no life in the valley. Which means the statistics are set up against him in the valley. <laughs> which means to do what he does, he's going to need extra strength in the valley. Because if he's not careful, the valley will punk him like it's punked so many others. Ooh, this is good to me. And for some of you, you need to know you're like Ezekiel. In Ezekiel chapter 1, we're introduced to him. Let's look at the scripture. In Ezekiel chapter 1, the Bible says the word of the Lord came to Ezekiel. Look at his name. God will strengthen. Now we understand why his name is Ezekiel. Because God says, I will strengthen you, but I will only strengthen you when you need the strength. Which means you won't feel like you have the strength until you take the step and you need the strength. 
So for many of you, you're praying, trying to conjure up strength. And God says, I'm not doing that. I will strengthen you. I'm not doing it until you step. But I need for every one of us in this building and every one of us online that are taking some major steps of faith this year. I just need you one time to just put your foot forward like you're taking a step. Uh-uh, that ain't how you respond when you do it. Put your foot forward like you're taking a step and you're about to step over everything that the enemy meant for evil. God is about to turn it for good. Just take a step. Ah, take a step. Somebody say, I'm stepping. Say it again, I'm stepping. God will strengthen you. Once I step, not until then, you won't get the strength until you do it. You won't get the strength until you do it. He says God will strengthen. What is he? He's a priest. Here it is. He's a faithful man. I'm almost done. He's a faithful man. He's a priest. But look at this. I want you to see his background. He's the son of Buzai. Buzai is bougie in a negative way. In a negative way. It, it, it's got dualistic meanings depending on where your background is. True. Now look, here's, here's what he was brought up in. In a vile environment. Vile means disagreeable. He was brought up around people that disagree just to disagree. Let me see if I can say it another way. They start stuff just to start stuff. See, you say stand up, they sit down, not because they want to sit, they just don't want you telling them to stand up. Everybody listen to me. You have come too far to still be that immature. There needs to be something about you that says, I know I'm a great leader. Why? Because I'm an amazing follower. You can only be a leader to the degree you can be trusted to follow. If you can't follow, you will never lead. I don't care about what you're over. I need to know what you're under. He's disagreeable, worthless. He comes up around worthless fellows. He comes up around worthless men. Check this out. He's a priest, which means his family are in church, but they're disagreeable and worthless. And for some of you, this was your issue with God. You didn't have a problem with God. You had a problem with your family folks that you grew up around because they would come to church and you see them get in the car and act like hell. Y'all ain't going to say them. They would come to church and praise God in here and cuss you out in the car. Y'all ain't going to talk. They would come in here and act amazing and give God glory and then get home and act like the devil. So disagreeable, worthless, despised. Look at these last two. Dishonorable and disgraceful. What does that mean? Dishonor means that they don't respect anything that deserves honor. See, the Bible says in Romans 13, there are certain things that are due honor. If you walk into a courtroom, you're going to stand up because the judge is there. You don't have to know the judge. You don't have to like the judge. You're going to honor his seat. Buzai said, I don't care who that is. He put on his pants like me, which is why Buzai is only mentioned one time. He's only mentioned to identify his dysfunction. And I hear this in the spirit. For some of you, there are some people who their last mention in your life was 2020. Matter of fact, truth be told, you ain't talked to them yet this year. And God's answer to you is don't. Because they only needed to be mentioned once. And that mention was in 2020. And they have come to their end. Then it means to disgrace. Wait a minute. To disgrace. Remember, favor is a shield of grace. So when you disgrace, you take the shield that you've been given, and here's what you do. You drop it. You take the shield that you've been given, and you drop it. Why? Because in your mind, I don't honor the fact that I was given something good I don't deserve. So this is the environment he comes up around. He watches his daddy sit up and talk about people that are doing things that he could never do. He watches his mama sit up and talk about people that they smile in their face and, hey, girl. 
Y'all ain't talking to me, 1115. Who can be honest in this building that you've watched some boozai in your bloodline, in your relatives, in your family? You've seen some boozais. But amazingly, he's still faithful despite his background. Because he's the priest. Say, he's the priest. In the land of the Chaldeans by the Shabar Canal, which means, watch this, that's a Babylonian canal. The Shabar Canal was a royal canal that was literally the personal waterway for King Nebuchadnezzar. Can I preach like I want to? Nebuchadnezzar means protect my child. Here it is. We're about to have church now. Y'all ready? In other words, God says, I'm going to put you in Babylon. Babylon means confusion, but I'm going to put somebody there to protect you. Shut up. In other words, in the midst of your confusion, I'm going to put you next to Nebuchadnezzar's canal so that you're protected even in the midst of confusion. Let me see if I can say it another way. God says, there's some hell you went through, but the reason the hell you went through it but it didn't get in you is because I put somebody there to protect you. Uh-uh, I thought y'all would get that. He says, he says, look, this, this is the ch- land of the Chaldeans by the Shabar Canal. This is Babylonian. Babylon means confusion. Everybody say confusion. confusion. But he's next to the royal canal. He's the priest, but God's getting ready to activate the king. <laughs> Revelation 5.10 says he makes us all to be kings and priests. Which means in one woman and one man, you are both a king and a priest. You're spiritual and successful. Everybody listen to me. I don't have to pick. I don't have to pick whether or not I do ministry or business. I do both. I don't have to pick whether I'm spiritual or I'm successful. I do both. I don't. Where does this come from? King Melchizedek. He was the king of Salem and the high priest of most high God. That's why Jesus is a priest. Can I preach like I want to? He's a priest after the order of Melchizedek, not after the order of Aaron. Because Aaron was only a priest. He can only be spiritual. Melchizedek was a king and a priest. He was spiritual and successful. What does that mean? You're going to pray and slay. I can talk in tongues and go in the boardroom. I can prophesy and write checks. Look, so look, and and the hand of the Lord is upon him there. Where's the hand of the Lord upon him? There. Where's there? Confusion. When you feel like God is furthest, that's when he's closest. When you feel like he's gone, that's when he's like, I'm right here. You just don't recognize me because you're confused and it's making you miss Christ. But say, Lord, open my eyes to see. Open. Woo, come on, say, open my eyes to see. Open. So here's what Ezekiel's doing. It's the same thing you and I are doing. He's favored to do and be. Look at the screen. What he hasn't seen in an unlikely place. I'm going to back the thing up so you get it. He is favored. Say favored. He is favored to do and to be what he hasn't seen in an unlikely place. See, if you're worthless, you're not faithful. So he's the first man in his bloodline to be faithful to their call. See, your bloodline is full of a bunch of runners. But then you were born. And when you were born, God says you could run, but you can't hide. And look at you sitting up in church on the first Sunday. Look at you streaming church on the first Sunday. Why? Because God says you ain't running in 2021. Because you're about to set it off. He's favored to do and to be what he's never seen. Look at me. Stop saying I need an example. Stop saying... Well, what does it look like? 
See, there are some traits. That's why God gives you a man of God, because there's some traits. First Corinthians 4 and 15, Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. There's some traits you learn, but your unique hand is different than the hand of the person next to you. And it'd be a waste of your breath if you're going to be a duplication of who's next to you. This is why you should never hate on other people. Why? You can't be me, and I can't be you. So what I need you to do is you be the best you, I'll be the best me. And while you're doing you, and while I'm doing me, that's all I got. While y'all are doing you, I'm just your pastor. I'm going to be, and while your bishop is doing his thing, you're going to be. For those of y'all don't know what that's from, that's our city hall. I watched Passage of 57 yesterday. And the lady thought Wesley Snipes was Arsenio Hall. And she sits next to him on the plane and she says, I just love your show. It's like, what show? She just, I just love it. Woof, woof, woof. She didn't know. Listen, never ever be in competition with another person. Because the way you do it ain't going to be quite like how anybody else does it. And if I'm jealous of you, I'm wasting my life and your time and my time. Instead, I'm celebrating you. And Harvest, you better hear me good. We will not be a church full of people that tear one another down. We will be a church full of people that do your thing, do your thing, do it. If you want to be cruel to other people, find you another church. If you want to tear other people down, get you another pastor because I'm not your guy. But if you want to speak life into other people, if you want to build one another up, if you want to turn the world upside down, I'm your guy. Let's go. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here it is. He's favored to do. I'm almost done. And B, but he hasn't seen in an unlikely place. Ezekiel, how you going to do this and you in Babylon? How you going to do this and you in Denver? How you going to do this and you got some debt? How you going to do this and you got some challenges? How you going to do this and you got some issues? Somebody say, because I'm favored for his glory. Say it again. Say, because I'm favored for his glory. So look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Verse 28. Ezekiel, the Lord shows him, the Lord speaks to him, and the Lord shows him his glory. And the Bible says that the appearance, look on the screen, like the appearance of a bow, like a rainbow that is in the cloud on the day of rain, so was the appearance of the brightness all around. Such is the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. Check this out. God says, Ezekiel, I have favored you. Why? Because you are faithful. So I've given you a shield of favor, and now what I'm going to do is reveal my glory. What is my glory? It's bright. Why does it need to be bright? Because you ain't stumbling. Why does it need to be bright? Because you're not going to make those stupid mistakes. You put an end to dumb mistakes in the end of the last year. And 2020, it's going to be so bright, you'll never struggle to find your... Somebody said the glory's coming. So what does the glory of the Lord mean practically? It's the Hebrew word kebab. It means to make heavy, to bring to, to treat as a noble, uh, to prevail, to promote, to go forward while sore, and to make great. Let me back the thing up. God says, because you're faithful, I'm going to give you favor, and that favor is going to be for my glory. I'm going to show my glory to you so I can show my glory through you. So Ezekiel, here's what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to make you heavy. Not literally. Thank God. Everybody listen. 
Everybody listen. Everybody listen. He says, when your name comes up, it's going to have a weight on it. Lift your hands. When your name, right here, lift your hands. Yeah, lift your hands. When your name comes up, it's going to have weight on it. God says, there's people that have done you wrong in the last 18 months. They're about to eat their words because he's about to put a weight on your name. Your Somebody say, he's putting weight on my name. Your name is going to get deals done. Your name is going to get deals executed. Your name is going to get debts canceled. Your name is going to get the governor's attention. Your name is going to get Senate's attention. Your name is going to get attention at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. That's why God let them throw mud on your name so he could show you he would wipe it off. Then, listen, I'm going to bring you to. I'm going to bring you to what I promise you. And listen, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take you up there. It's like valet parking. I'm going to come to you. You ain't chasing nothing this year. It's coming to you. How do you know it's coming to me? Remember what I told you? To set it off, to call someone to start doing something. Abraham, you step, it's stepping. You step, it's stepping. You step, it's stepping. You step, it's stepping. Say, it's coming to me. Then you're going to prevail. What does that mean? You're going to have to go through a little hell. So I don't want to set you up for false expectation. It's just like you're not going to have any issues. Here's your promise. You win. Here's your promise. You prevail. Here's your promise. Let them do what they're going to do. Because at the end, the glory is coming, and it's going to cause you to prevail. I heard this in the spirit. Let them file every motion they want to file. But God says you're about to prevail. Hey, I speak to the judge. There's a judge. Johnson is the name. I speak, there's a judge. Jenkins. There's a judge. Roberto. There's a judge. Susan. There's a judge. And God's. Oh, my God. <laughs> Say, I prevail. Jesus. If y'all free me up, we might go all the way in. Uh-uh. Excuse me. I, I'm almost done, but I got to do this. I got to do this. Everybody in this building, everybody online, can I just get you to lift your hands? If you can pray in the Holy Ghost, pray in the Holy Ghost. If you don't know what I'm talking about, pray in your native tongue. We're about to change some judges' orders. Come on. We're about to change some orders. I'm hearing in the spirit now, we're about to change some orders. We're about to change. I don't know who this is for. I wasn't trying to say no names, but the Holy Ghost was. Come on. Come on, worship for just a moment, 1115. Come on, Dallas. Come on, Atlanta. Come on. Come on. Come on. Say, I prevail. Say again, I prevail. I prevail. Say, because the glory's coming. Because the glory's coming. Listen. Look, let me move. Can I finish? Then it means to promote. He sets Ezekiel in a valley, but the valley isn't punishment. It's promotion. Can I have a very honest moment with you? Wow. I'm going to do it either way, but it just is cool when you say yes. Give God a yes. For years, you've heard me say this before. I looked at Denver as a sentence. I said, Lord, when are you going to let me out early for good behavior? 
No, you can take that how you want it. I don't. I said, Lord, what you call me to do, you literally, son, do you see the statistics of the place you call me to? I said, Lord, you got people with testimonies in cities in Chicago and Miami and Los Angeles and this and that. I said, Lord, give me, give me 60 days in one of them cities. And I turned that sucker upside down. If I listen to me, if I listen to me, and he said, son, you don't get it. I said, why don't I get it? He says, because you think this is punishment. And for some of you, if you're honest, maybe it's not the city you're in. Maybe it's the situation you're in. And you're like, he's punishing me. He's mad. Can I reverse that for you? You got to be like Pops from Boomerang. You got to reverse it. Somebody say reverse it. If the glory comes, it means this is not punishment. This is promotion. And for some of y'all, you got some stuff going on right now in your life. And the word of the Lord to you is this is not a punishment. This is a promotion. Where does he place them to be promoted? In a valley. Here's the next meeting. To go forward while you're sore. In other words, he says, last time you, 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 you stopped because you were sore. You needed a break. You needed a rest. And God says, I hope you got all that out in 2020. You had more time to rest and eat than you ever had. You done ate more eating than eating can be eaten. You discovered new tastes. Because you were scrolling through the DoDash and through the Uber Eats and just saying, but I just need to try something. Let me try some injera, injara, some jars of clay, something, huh? Come on, listen. God says, this year, you're going to be able to go forward while you're sore. In other words, there's no stopping this year. Which means even if you get a knife right here, baby, I'm going to need you to keep it moving. Even if they stab you in the back, you better keep it moving. Somebody said, I'm going forward while I'm sore. Then look at this. And when I saw it, I fell on my face. What does that mean? I honored it. Say, I honored it. Say it again. Say, I honored it. He honored the fact that the glory came. Question, do you honor the fact that God causes you to prevail? That he calls you to go for while you're sore? That he calls you to be treated? Oh, I missed that one. To treat you as a noble. What does that mean? People are going to treat you like a class you don't have yet. Let me see if I can say it another way. They're going to treat you like your, your socioeconomic status is here, even though it's not there yet. So when you walk in, they're going to say, oh, no, we don't do you this off the floor. You don't take stuff off the floor. We got something packaged for you back here. Say, I'll be treated as nobility. So check this out. So check this out. So check this out. This is what happens. So listen. So listen. God showed his glory to him to show his glory through him. Can I give you this last piece of the word? So where does God place him? Everybody knows. Where does he get placed? In a valley. Where does he get placed? Come on. Where does he get placed? And the hand of the Lord was upon me. Say, he's favored. But where does favor put him? In a valley. You want to know why favor puts you in a valley? Because you'll never know your favor without it. How do I know God has favored us, Harvest? Because he put us in a valley and we're still winning. For his glory, not for ours.
How do you know you're favored? Because you were placed in a valley, a low place. And somehow you made it out. But can I go deeper here? The hand of the Lord was upon me favor, and he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down where? In the middle of the valley. He set him down. You're going to be at this time. Come on, come on. You're going to be here at this time. He had his chance in the valley. We're going to see what you're going to do with your chance. Because notice, he's there by himself. Mm. I need you, I need you, I need you, I need you to not be addicted to crowds. 2021, never be afraid to be one. His spouse couldn't come with him. His kids couldn't come with him. His friends couldn't come with him. Here's the issue. Most times when you're in a valley, you want to invite people in there with you. But this is not a valley of we, it's a valley of bones. And one of the definitions of bones is self, which means God says, if you keep inviting people in here, you're going to delay you getting out of this. Somebody say, this one's for me. Come on. And he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord. This is what we saw, that Ezekiel had to be spiritual first. Then he set me in the middle of the valley. Why did he set him in the middle of the valley? Because it's equal distance backward and forward. Here's the problem. Turn around. Look behind you. The only thing behind you is going to lead you to a dead end. You can't get past this wall because there's some stuff that God says, I won't even let your past have you back. I won't even let that ex have you back. Y'all ain't going to talk. I won't even let that job have you back. I shut the doggone door. So now you got to look forward. And when you look forward, look, there's vast opportunity out here. There's favor out here. There's people that have the ability to solve your problems with one check out here. There's people that have the ability to pray with you to see your family saved out here. Because this is bigger than cast calls and clothes, baby. This is shalom. I've been favored for his glory. Not just some money. Are you crazy? Not just a job. Are you crazy? Not just a house and a car. Are you crazy? I've been favored for his glory. On three, everybody open your mouth and shout, glory coming. One, two, three. Glory coming. So look, favor then is for his valleys. You only need favor when you're in a valley. What is favor when you're on a mountain? Nothing, because you'll just say, I won. You know you're favored when you're in a valley and you still get out. The Lord set him there. Say, the Lord set me in this. Mm -mm, I need you to say with authority. Say, the Lord set me in this. He sets you in the city you're in. He sets you in the situation you're in. This is why you can't rebuke it. You can't rebuke God. This is why it don't matter how hard you say, Lord, change it, change it, change it, change it, change it, change it, change it. like, no, 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 no. I ain't going to be able to do that. For some of you, some of your marriages are right there. And God says, you keep saying, change her, change her, change her, change her, change him, change him, change him, change him. God says, I ain't changing now, one of them. Until both of y'all see it right. Because look at this. This is a valley of bones. Say bones. Bones is the Hebrew word etzem, which means self. Uh-oh. It's not a valley of them. It's a valley of you. It's not a valley full of other people. It's a valley full of you. So watch this. I said, Lord, why does bones, why does bones mean these words? He says, because we normally ignore what we don't have to see. Out of sight, out of mind. Ain't nobody in here thinking about their bones. Literally, nobody in here is thinking about your bones. You're not thinking about your femur, your this one here. It's okay, I'm preaching. You ain't thinking about that. 
if it's out of sight, it's out of mind. So the only way I could get you to deal with you, Ezekiel, is to make you see yourself. At the 915, you had a little mirror. This time, you got a full body with you. Because I'm about to show you everything about yourself. I need you to see your attitude. I need you to see how it takes too much for you to praise God. I need you to, I need you to see if, I need you to see your doubt. I need you to see your emotionalism. There's nothing wrong with having emotions, but baby, there is a problem always being emotional. So I'm put you in a valley of yourself. And then guess what? I put you in here so you can look at you. But guess what? In addition to that, bones means the same. So I gave you some of the same situations. I gave you some of the same situations you dealt with last year. And you're like, why am I going through this again? I need to see if you finally fix yourself. I need to see if you finally are not blaming everybody else, but you'll deal with yourself. Come on, 11:15. I only got five minutes, so I need y'all to help me preach this. Say, Lord, I'm ready now. But then I put you in a valley of pains. Give me a knife or something or something. Something. You know, I just come up with my props last minute. It's better that way sometimes. I ain't going to cut you. I'm going to pretend cut you, though. If I listen, if I look, I need you to see how God has done you. While you busy looking at you, he lets somebody come up on you. And you finally starting to say, I'm so good now. God is good. I'm better. I may not be where I want to be. I think I'm not where I used to be. And then he lets them shank you on the side. He lets them shank you on the side. He lets them get you on the side. And he says, now I need you to deal with yourself and some of the same situations while you're in pain. Because I already told you the glory was going to help you go while you're sore. So I need you not to punk out and bleed out. This is not your end, boo. This is a new beginning. This is not your end, sir. This is a new beginning. This is not your end, ma'am. This is a new beginning. This is not your end, son or daughter. This is your new beginning. So look, he says, now, if you deal with this right, guess what? Now, notice the change of the definition of the word bones. It shifts to strength. So that means I learn how to cover my own place where I'm bleeding. Because I'm too grown to be bleeding out on people. You too grown to be walking in church having a nervous breakdown every time you walk in here. Baby, you too grown for that. You too grown to be answering the phone, customer service, breaking down, crying. So I need you to do that. And I need you to deal with you and some of the same and pain. And guess what? All of a sudden, when I see you handling that, it's going to become strength. Wait a minute. Look like you're getting strong. Wait a minute. Look like you're able to stand up now. I set you down for a minute. I took you out of commission for a minute. But baby, you're about to stand up. And now you'll discover you were bigger than what you were looking at. You'll discover you were bigger than what you were looking at. You'll discover you were bigger than what you were. You'll discover you're taller than what you were. Somebody say, my next 12 or my best 12. So now it's shifted from strength. Because here's what, why I need the strength. Because I still got to deal with me while I'm building. Because now it's wood. Look at the screen. See, it's wood. What does that mean? Set it off. Somebody say, I'm building something. So I'm looking at me 
Well, I'm building my future. So when I build it, I build it right because I see me right. If don't nobody else see you right, you got to see yourself right. If don't nobody else see you right, you got to see yourself right. You are the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. You ain't chump chains. The righteous are as bold as a lion. So I'm building. People say, what you working on, me and my future? Because I work on me, I'm working on my future. Uh, look, look. So he's building. But now watch this. The, the instruction changes. And he led me around them. And behold, <laughs> there were very many in the, on the surface of the valley, and they were very dry. Which means his favor was to fix. But listen to me. God's not going to give you favor if all you're going to do is look at the problem. For all you problem finders, I need you to be a problem solver. Make this declaration say, I'm a problem solver. See, if you bring it to me, I'm going to figure it out. See, I need you to look at every problem and be like, how God going to do this? I don't know, but I know he's going to do it. I know that 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 I know he's going to do it. Why? Glory's coming, and I've been favored for his glory. And he led me around him. And he led me around them. And behold, it was a whole lot of them. What does that mean? There's a whole lot to you that you thought you had dealt with until you start building and looking at the same time. See, see, there's a whole lot of you said, I'm good, I'm healed, until you were stuck by the same person. I came in today. And I let everybody know around me. I said, let me tell you something. I said, love you. I appreciate you. I said, I want to welcome everybody to 2021. I said, I just want everybody to know I ain't taking no mess for nobody. I said, I love you. I love you. You won't find. You will not find somebody that's going to love you better than me. Who can love you like me? Nobody. Listen. I said, but if you come to me with some mess trying to stop me, I said, I want you to understand you will have the first row at your disposal. Have several seats. Here's why. Here's why. Because Ezekiel had to deal with himself, some of the same stuff, and pain, and build, and be strong in a valley by himself. What does that mean? What does that mean? You may not be able to call no backup, so you got to make sure you backed up. He led me around them, and behold, it's a whole lot in here. It's a whole lot of snakes on this plane. <laughs> and they're very dry. I say very dry. Verse 3, and he said to me, son of man. Now listen, so you got to walk around it. Keep walking around it. Walk around it. But you got to carry that with you. Which means you got to learn some new skills. So you got to walk around, but you got to keep looking at you. You got to carry that with you, and you got to build at the same time, which means that means you're going to have to learn a cadence. Mm. That means you're going to have to learn, and listen, you're going to have to learn a cadence for your life. You're going to have to learn how to get it all done. Stop talking about you're a single mama, you can't do it. Yes, you can. Stop talking about you're a single daddy, you can't do it. Yes, you can. You got to learn how to deal with you, how to deal with the same, how to deal with yourself, how to deal with your pain, and build at the same time. But I need you to look at somebody next to you and say, but you're going to do it. You're going to do it. 
I'm done. And he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, oh, Lord God, you know. Here's what that means in Hebrew. In Hebrew, that doesn't mean like, oh, Lord, you know. Mm, it's a statement. It's like, God, you know. You, you have a, you have a, you have a, um, uh, my family knows I have some restaurants that I like. And all it takes is a phone call at about 1.30 on a Saturday. Oh, uh, we think about this. You know. Go and call them and get that foreman table ready to go. Everybody check it out. In other words, we don't even have to discuss it because we both know the answer. So here it is. Son of man. Can, can I go deep, Levitine? Who's the other person in the Bible to be called son of man? Jesus. Which means man born of a woman or God born of a woman. Check this out. So when he speaks to him as son of man, he's speaking to his spirituality, not his humanity. That's why you got to set it off spiritually first because God ain't going to speak to your natural ability. He's going to speak to your spiritual ability and say, can these dry bones live? And you better respond. You know. Come on. You know. And he answered, oh, Lord God, you know. What does this mean? Favor finds a win. Say, I'm deciding to win. Deciding. Say it again, I'm deciding to win. Deciding. Now, once you make that decision, look at the next scripture. Job says this. When you decide to win, look at the Bible, you will decide on a matter. Everybody listen to me. All I did was decide. Can I tell you why certain stuff hadn't happened? You haven't decided. Like, you haven't decided to be faithful. You just wake up and see what the day going to be. If there's anything, hear me, Harvest, that I can show you as your pastor, you have watched me be consistent. And I'm not trying to brag on me or nothing like that. I'm just trying to make my point. Is that you have watched your pastor be consistent in the midst of a pandemic. And when one time you came in this building, they said, Bishop ain't here today. He taking a break. No, because I said, Lord, Lord, my assignment during the pandemic was to give people consistency. Because while everything around them is changing, they need to know that they can tune in and they pastor's going to have a word for them. They can come in the building when the building is back open and he's going to have a word for them. You know what? I decided. I decided. Somebody say, and I decide. You will decide on a matter, and it will be established for you, and light will shine on your ways. So check it out. When you're in a valley, you feel like you're in the dark. Go on over there in the corner. This is what Denver parents be doing to their kids. Go in the corner. The Bible said... Spare the rod. Discipline is proof of love. Now, let me just say this, because some of you parents, you take it to the extremes. You throwing monitors and stuff at your kids. <laughs> you throwing laptops, talking about you. <laughs> Don't take it to the extreme, but if you love them, you'll discipline them. Everybody listen to me. The Bible says every child that the Lord loves, he disciplines. How do I know that he loves me? It's because he disciplines me. How do I know I'm hated when there's no discipline to correct what's obviously wrong? All right. You will decide. Somebody say, I decide to win. And it will be established for you, and light will shine in your He's in this dark corner. Y'all see how dark it is over here? Once you make the decision, the light comes on. Now, here's the deal. Light's going to shine on your ways. What does that mean? It's going to make a path for you. In other words, while you're in that, once you decide to win, God's going to shine the light. And then that light's going to draw you out so that you know exactly where to go, exactly what to do. 
exactly who to talk to, but God says you have to decide first. Decide your next 12 will be your best 12, and I'm going to hook you up with the right people. I'm going to hook you up with the right partners. I'm going to hook you up with the right connections. Say, the light's on my path. But why would he put the light on your path if you ain't going to step? He's not giving you favor if you're going to stay over there. If you're going to stay over there in that dark corner, then, then there's no need to give you favor. For what? Let me, somebody that's moving needs your favor. And I need you to look at somebody. We're about to go home. Would you look at somebody and say, you need favor this year? Because your next 12 will be your best 12. So look, so look, so look, so look, so look, so look. So look. Look at this, verse 4. Then he said to me, prophesy over these dry bones. Now, wait a minute. Put that down. Put that down. All right, put the wood down. Okay. All right, put the wood down. Okay. All right, you've been building. Build. You've been working. Not like for real, for real, though. No, you can hit it. It's okay. You, you hit it. It's real wood. Somebody say, I'm the real thing. Right? Look, look, look. It says, you've been working hard, Ezekiel. You've been working real hard. You work hard for you, man. You've been working hard. He said, but now that the light has come, put the light on him. Now that the light has come, put that down. Put the hammer down, too. Because in 2021, you're not going to work hard. That doesn't mean you don't have to do hard work. It just means I'm not going to work hard. You didn't understand the difference. What's the difference? See, for the last few years, every little progress, piece of progress you made, it was hard. Every step forward you made, it was hard. Every advancement, it was hard. But somebody said, in 2021, my tongue will become my hammer. Say, in 2021, my tongue will become my hammer. Then he said, that means the light shine, glory came. Stop, stop, stop using a hammer for the bones. Speak to the bones. Old dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. What does that mean? I'm not waiting on the prophetic word. I'll prophesy to myself. Because <laughs> favor foretells, which means I'm going to tell these bones, all these disjointed pieces of myself, of my pain, of everything I've been through, I'm going to tell it to come together. Open your mouth, say, oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Next verse. So I prophesied as I was commanded. Everybody listen, in 2021, you're going to have to follow instructions. Can I just be honest with you as a pastor? Many of you all, listen, I know y'all do it because you do it with me. So many of y'all, let me help you, is you got to learn how to follow instructions more quickly. Instructions are to be followed, not interpreted. Can I just move you? I know this is a very strong pastoral message because we're starting the year here. We don't have time to, you don't have time for cookies and cornflakes. I need you to eat good this year because you're taking territory. I need you to eat good this year because in 12 months you're going to say, God, don't. This is the Lord's steward and it's been marvelous in my eyes. I prophesied and there was a sound. Notice, favor, followed instructions. Say, I follow instructions. And then as I prophesied, which means favor is faithful, which means he kept saying it. He kept saying it. He kept saying it. He kept saying it. And there was a sound. Here's what that means. First, that means complaining. Which means 
as he's calling things in order, when you start bringing order to your life, there's going to be some complainers that were disorderly. And let me tell you something I learned. If people won't follow my process, they can't have my product. This is what it is. This is what it is. This is what it is. Why? Because your complaining becomes a distraction. Not only that, but then you begin to complain because why is it taking so long? Why is it taking so long? But I need you to just keep prophesying. Say my next word will be my best 12. Say my next word will be my best 12. Say my next word will be my best 12. Say my next word will be my best 12. So now there's complaining, but then here's what happens next. There's rattling, rattle, rattle it. I mean, but like loud rattling. That ain't really loud rattling. Hit the ground. Make it loud. That'll work. He's showing them how to rattle. There you go. That's how you rattle. Say confusion. Say confusion. Say confusion. Stop. The last time Ezekiel had confusion. That's when the glory came. Because the glory came when he was in Babylon. So now that we see confusion a second time, what does that mean? Somebody say the glory is coming. So I will not allow what's confusing me to stop me from prophesying. Say it again. My next will, my best will. Which means favor then fights through. I have to fight through the complaining and the confusion. Everybody ain't going to be happy with what's about to happen for you. And it's going to surprise you the ones that are the most unhappy. Because some of them have your last name. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. But the bones, they came together. Bone to bone. And if we were to skip down to verse 10, we won't. But if we were to skip down to verse 10, the Bible says these bones say everything's coming together. Coming together. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. You, you, you've been in this valley. You know what's amazing? The Bible doesn't say how long you was in it. Which means you determined its exit. You determined its end. The Lord didn't say you will be in this valley for such and such time. He just said, I'm going to put you here until you build something. I'm going to put you here until you take pain and turn it into purpose. I'm going to put you here until you start prophesying. I'm going to put you here until you take the bones that they left over. You're going to take somebody's leftovers and have a makeover. I'm going to need you to take these bones. Stop. You're going to turn them into something amazing. Because in verse 10, the Bible says, same group, come on. Bible says, move that. Bible says, these bones became an army. Wait a minute. Ezekiel, you started in the valley by yourself. But while you were working in the valley, I was gathering an army for you. What's that? You're going to need a CPA? You're going to need a CFO? You're going to need a, you ain't saying nothing to me. I'm building an army for you. And when you come up out of this valley, everything you need, somebody say it's coming together. Somebody say it's coming together. Can I get you to open your mouth and give God praise right now for what's coming together? For what's coming together in your life. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, stop, 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 stop. What do you need an army for, Ezekiel? You're a priest. What do you need an army for, Ezekiel? You're spiritual. 
Because this was the army, the Bible said, that was getting ready to reclaim what Israel had lost. I'm going to say this, and then I'm done. But 2021, say, I'm setting it off. Everything that you ever thought you lost, let me prophesy to you, that you ever thought you lost, God says, you didn't lose it, it fell in the valley. You did not lose it, it fell in the valley. And at the end of this year, you are coming out of that valley, not just with what you lost, but a whole lot more. If you receive that, give God glory right there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I got to stop. Hold it up. Make it, make it to the cross. Simple pieces. Simple pieces. Two pieces of wood made what set you free. What are you trying to tell me, Bishop? It ain't even that deep what's about to happen for you. It ain't, it's simple. You're about to set it off. And you're going to take the broken pieces of last year and every year before. And you're marching out with an army. You're marching out with what you need. I'm done. Did you get some out of this word? Thank you all. Listen. If you're not a Christian in this building or online, wow. If you're not a Christian, today is your day. Secondly, if you're giving your life to the Lord but you've not been faithful to him, today is your day to recommit yourself to him. And thirdly, like Bishop Foreman, I don't know where things stand with God today. Today is your day. In this building, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand when I get the three. Online, I'm going to ask you to do the hand wave emoji. Say it to me. I got digital ambassadors that are standing by for you. And you become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure wherever you're at. On three, I want you to throw your hand up in the building. Online, hand wave emoji. Say it to me. One, two, three. If that's you, respond right there. I see you. I see you. I see you. I see you. Come on, church. I need you to celebrate all these hands we can see. All of these hands online. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Everybody, pray this with me. I don't care if you went to school with Jesus. Pray this with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place because of this belief and because of this confession. If this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. I confess in my mouth and believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. You are my God. And my next 12 are my best 12. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you just prayed that prayer, I want you to text the word decision to 55498. When you do that, we're going to shoot you a text right away to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. This is what Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. Text the word decision to 55498 to let us know about your decision and we'll send you amazing resources to help you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. The rest of your life will be the best of your life. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. 
They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.